Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. I am your host for today, Matt Robinson. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to make your business 10 times easier to find online so that clients can find you instead of you constantly having to go and chase for new clients. So let's take a look at this subject and let's break it down into some nice, simple steps for you. Before we dive into the steps, let's just take a quick look at why it is that I've chosen to talk about this today. The main reason is that although this topic sounds like something that probably should have been covered in 1999, getting your business online is still something that PTs appear to struggle with. And what I'm talking about here is not online coaching. I'm not talking about delivering your services online. I'm talking about the business that you already have whether that be in person or group or in a studio or something like that, whatever you've already got, making that business easier to find online and easier to interact with online so that people can get the information they want about your business and then know what to do if they want to make an inquiry. They can start making decisions before needing to contact you, which makes them more likely to actually reach out and contact you rather than you constantly chasing other people. So this is something that I still don't think enough people do a good enough job of. And I think you're potentially leaving a lot of things on the table here in terms of missed potential clients and members for your gym and things like that. So I just want to make sure that we've all got a few basics covered and nailed down to help you out in the best way possible and make your business as visible as possible online. And we're going to do that primarily by focusing on what we can do using the biggest search engine in the world, which if you don't know, happens to be Google. Okay. So let's take a little look at some steps that you can do to help with that and make sure that you are on the right track. Okay. So the first thing to understand here, this isn't necessarily a step as such. It's just sort of a bit of background information is that most people are emphasizing social media when it comes to promoting their business and that's that's fine that makes absolute sense that's something we've talked about before on the podcast it's something that we do with the podcast but what we've got to remember is is that often people aren't on social media to make a buying decision they're not always on there to look for a service but if someone's going onto google and typing in personal trainer manchester they are absolutely in a position where they are looking for the right information that is going to allow them to make a buying decision. They are in a position to make a purchase, okay? And if you're not being found, you are missing out on that potential and that opportunity that lies there. And imagine how many of those searches go on every month, even if you're only sort of ranking for a a small area Um, which is something that I focused on. And I'm going to show you some of my numbers as we go through this episode. So really here, what we're trying to do is, is we're trying to put ourselves not just in front of as many people as possible, which is kind of what social media is about, but what we're actually trying to do with Google um, is put our business in front of people that are, are looking for a service, 
looking to make a purchasing decision. And the other thing that we're going to do alongside this is we're going to actually put some attention onto YouTube as well, because YouTube is owned by Google. YouTube is the world's number two search engine. And when you search on Google, YouTube results come up on the Google feed. So not only can people find your YouTube content through YouTube, they can also find it through Google. So it makes a lot of sense to get these things working together, especially when they're owned by the same company. Okay. So now that I've given you that little bit of context, let's just have a look at a few steps that I would recommend to get started. And if you've already done one or two of these steps, that's fine. Just move on to the next one. But there'll be plenty of people listening to this that won't have done any of those steps yet. Okay, so step one of this process to make your business as easy to find as possible on these search engines is to make sure that you are listed and registered as a business on Google. To do this, just type in Google My Business or My Business on Google search, and it will load up um, a profile that you can build. So if you've already got an account with Google, if you've already got Gmail and stuff like that, you can just sort of log in and, and sort of do it from there. If not, you can get yourself a Google account. All of this is free to do. And you can start to list your business on there. You can put in all the relevant information. I would recommend putting on there as much information as possible, including like your opening hours and things like that. Because the more information you can provide, the more likely Google is to prioritize your profile because it's going to give the profiles with the most information priority because that's going to answer more of the questions that people are looking for when they search for your type of service. So you can list on there, like, have you got parking available? When are you open? What services do you offer? Where are you based? It'll then get you listed on Google Maps and things like that as well. So again, it's another place where people can find out, okay, well, how do I actually get there? What does it look like? So upload as much information as you can and get that listed on there. It takes a little bit of time to set up. And what Google will do is they will send you something through the post so that you can verify that you actually sort of work or live at that address that you're listing on your Google profile. So that might take a few days, but once that's done, you're up and running and you're listed on Google and you will be given priority in terms of search results when people start searching in your local area for that type of business. So step one is just to go and fill out that Google business profile. And if you've already got one of these, I recommend that you go back to it and look at what changes you can potentially make. Is the missing information on there? Are the photos that you could update? Um, one simple tip that I always recommend is that make sure that you've got your name listed in there as part of the profile, because if you've got some fancy name for your business, um, like, I don't know, extreme conditioning personal trainer, like people might not search for that, but they might search for your name, especially if they've been referred by a friend or a family. So if a friend or a family member mentions, I've got a PT and his name's Matt Robinson, Matt Robinson is what they're going to search. They're not going to search my business name. So it's fine to put your business name on there, but I would also in brackets or whatever, try and include your own name. Because again, that's something that people are going to go on and search for. If they've been recommended as a referral or if they've seen a flyer or something locally, that might be something to, to just add in as a little bit of a tip on that one. So step one, get that Google profile done. Make sure it's got all the information on there. Hi. 
Step number two, another fairly simple one, is that we're going to make sure that we've also got some sort of associated website or landing page that gives some basic information and allows you to put a bit of content on there, maybe some testimonials, give people the opportunity to maybe engage with a trial or an upfront offer or get in contact with you. So if you've got a website, obviously that's really easy to do. If you've already got a website, you can put that as your URL on your Google business profile. If you haven't got a website or some sort of landing page, what I would recommend that you do is again, go on Google, type in sites.google and you can build a drag and drop website for free using Google templates and using Google's platform. Okay. And if you're using their platform to build it, it's going to be nice and quick at loading and stuff like that when people find it and when people click on it, they will give you a URL for free. So they will give you like a Google URL and host it for you for free. So it doesn't have to cost you anything if you're a newer business and obviously money's a bit tight. You can use that. If you do choose to buy a domain, again, you can do that through Google for just £10 a year. You could have a custom domain and Google will host your website for you. So again, if you've not already got something set up, go on there, choose a template, get all the relevant information on there, and you'd be amazed at what you can build on there with very, very little experience or knowledge. It's all dead simple to do. It's all drag and drop. And like I say, if you want to make it look a bit more professional, I would just go that step further and I'd spend that £10 just to get that custom domain maybe try and get something that's similar to the business name that you've registered on your Google profile or use your own name with like a, a, a suffix at the end, like personal training or fitness or whatever, you know, see what you can find out there. Um, but for, for less than a pound a month, you can have a website up and running that's really fast, really nimble. And again, it's just going to add to that level of professionalism and Google will pick up on, on that because again, if this website is associated to your profile, it gives Google something else to look at and try and understand what it is that you do. It's going to get a lot of that information from your profile that you've set up, but then if you've got a website on there as well, and it's got testimonials and things where people have mentioned like, Matt has helped me lose weight, Matt has helped me tone up, Matt has helped me do this. Google is a learning machine and it will start to learn what you do, what your business does, what type of people you help, and it will start to prioritize showing in certain results when people type those things in, especially if they're in your local area or if they type in that service with the local area as part of the search. So again, well worth doing, not a huge amount of effort required, but would make your professionalism look far better. Step three, this is sort of a, a little bit of a bonus step, a little bit of an in-between step. It's not absolutely necessary, but I do believe it is quite important if you are taking this serious. I can't tell you how unprofessional I think a lot of PTs look online when they've got a nice profile, they've got a good social media, they've got a website, they've got all of this. But then when you go and try and email them, They've got some really poor, like, free email address, which isn't the end of the world, but it doesn't even look that professional. You know, if you've, if you've got your business name at gmail.com, that's not the end of the world. 
Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are using like Hotmail addresses that they've had since they were 14 and they've got all sorts in there. Um, so I would definitely sort of turn away from that. But one of the things that you'll be able to do within Google is register an email address that's your business name. So if you've set up a business account and then if you've built a website through them, you would then be able to create and register a proper email address associated to that business. So for example, my business on Google is listed as uh, Matt Robinson Limited or something like that. Matt Robinson PT Limited. I can't remember exactly. Something like that. So I would be able to register an email address that was something like info at mattrobinsonptlimited.com or whatever. I can choose what I want that email address to be. I can make it more professional. So it's not at hotmail.com. It's not at gmail.com. It's not at free email for you.com or whatever it is people are using out there. You can just up that level of professionalism. And again, you can get it listed on your profile. It looks better. It feels better. It sends yet another signal to Google that you are a bit more serious about what you do. And obviously when people land on your profile, I think it makes you stand out as being a bit different from people out there that if they can't even be bothered to set up a proper email address, how serious are they potentially taking this business and taking that service? So that is a bit of an in-between step. Not absolutely necessary. It's not the end of the world if your email address isn't 100% professional by any means. But I think if you are looking for something to level up a little bit, that might be something worth looking at. Step four. So this would be sort of the last major step that I would take in this process. And then I'm going to give you a few other things to think about outside of this that will link together. So step four is I mentioned right at the start of this episode, the idea of YouTube being the number two search engine in the world. So now that you've got stuff set up on Google, I would make sure that you've then also got an associated YouTube channel for that same business. Even if you're not yet producing any content for that channel, I'd go on there, I'd get it set up, maybe link to it in your business profile if you need to, and I'd get something that's associated with your business. You could then at some point list some very, very simple videos through YouTube that you can then attach to your business profile that maybe show a little bit about what's the facility like that you're training from. So if you're working from a gym or like a private studio, what does the facility look like? What does it offer? Could you do a little gym walk around? Could you do a little video of you stood outside the gym or outside the facility introducing yourself and talking about who you are and what you do? All of these things are going to help your profile and they're also going to be searchable within YouTube and within Google. So what you can do in these videos and in the titles of these videos and the descriptions of these videos is you can include some simple keywords that are going to make it easier for people and Google to find you and understand what it is that you do. So if you can list a video of your private facility or your private studio that says, um, you know, weight loss facility, Manchester, something like that. And then you've got a description underneath that's got some information in there and you've got the video itself, which Google will subtitle for you. And it, it's able to read those subtitles. It starts to, again, learn more about your business and who you serve and what you offer and what you do. And it just helps 
other people find you more easily. It helps Google index you in the right places. It helps get a lot more eyeballs on your business. So that associated YouTube channel, I think, is something that's often overlooked because people don't understand that unlike every other form of social media we use, YouTube is actually a very powerful search engine. A lot of the other social media platforms have a search function, but aren't great uh, in terms of like actually indexing and ranking content in the way that's most beneficial to the user. They're not as good at that because Google has just been around for so long that it's absolutely awesome at doing that. And it's obviously implemented that into YouTube as well. So I would recommend that. And then if you can get into the habit of putting some stuff on YouTube, it's well worth doing. So for example, if you already post things on Instagram, like Reels or TikTok, you can use that same short form video, upload it into YouTube Shorts, and they stay on there forever. So those really, really good pieces of short form content unlike the other social media platforms where they might just get lost in your feed or disappear, they're actually going to stay around on your YouTube profile forever. And bit of a prediction here, I don't know whether this will happen or not, but I've got a funny feeling that at some point, those YouTube shorts are going to start showing up in search results. So if I go on and type in personal training studio Manchester, and you've created a YouTube short about that at some point. At the moment, we see YouTube video results, but I think we're also going to start to see YouTube short results as well as they grow in popularity because TikTok has made everyone move towards this shorter form content. So again, you might find that at some point, some of that short form content becomes searchable and people can start to find it and engage with it many, many months after you actually created it, which unlike a lot of other social media platforms, that would have just got completely lost. So something for you to think about, something for you to maybe implement. These are things that I'm doing in the background of my business. You can go on and see that I'm actually doing this. I'm not just making it up. It's something that I'm doing. And I'm going to talk to you about some of the results in a minute, but I think that's well worth going away and doing. Okay. So before we move on with a few little bonus extra pieces, let's just review what we've talked about so far. So we've talked about the importance of people being able to find you. So we found out the importance of people needing to find you. We then looked at setting up this Google profile, setting up some sort of associated website, making sure that if we want to go the next level, we've got an email address associated with that as well. That can all be done and hosted through Google. It's not difficult to do. And then we can get that associated YouTube channel as well. So you can start to see how all these things will link together. Interestingly, as well, as you're building your website, you can put videos on your website. So if you've got stuff hosted on your YouTube channel, you can just embed it straight onto your website, which makes life nice and easy. So if you've got these things all up and running, they link together quite nicely and quite seamlessly because they're all done through the same platform, essentially. So those are the four things that we've looked at so far. In terms of like what what to expect from this the only thing i can really share with you is some of the data that i've got from my own google business profile um and i'll, I'll be completely upfront and honest and say that i am far from fully optimizing this yet but just to give you some recent data on this in the last month my business profile on google has had 2399 views so that's in the last 30 days so 2,399 views on that profile on my business. I've not had to pay for those. I've not had to produce any content for those. It's just based on what's already 
on Google for my business. And bearing in mind that I'm only really targeting quite a small area, I live in Manchester, but I live in obviously like a small part of Manchester. I'm not targeting Manchester as a big area. I'm targeting some stuff more locally. That's quite a decent number. I'm quite happy with that. I wasn't expecting the number to be that high. And then what I can also see in the analytics that are built into it is that 195 of those views, so 195 of those people have then actually interacted with my business profile. So they've like clicked onto it to find out more or visited the website or they've looked at the opening hours or what the pricing is. So this is, again, just people interacting without me needing to be present, without me needing to be there. And then if they wanted to, they could contact me and book in, or they might choose to go and follow me on social media and, and sort of learn about me there. But I just wanted to share with you some of the numbers that I've experienced, and I've not actually fully maximized this by any stretch of the imagination yet. I've just covered some of the basics that we've talked about today. In terms of additional things that I think you can think about as you start to implement these things, once you've got your business listed on Google and you've got that associated website and things like that going on, what it might be worth doing is if you go online and search for business directories, there are a lot of free directories online where you can go and list your business. So obviously you've got your Google one, which is going to be your main one. But once you've done that, it might be worth just setting up a few other additional ones that you can do for free. You can pay for like premium listings and stuff like that, but probably not necessary. Just make use of what you've already built and get that listed out there in, in more places. And um, the other thing that I would recommend is that once you've got your Google business set up and any other directories, make sure that you're collecting reviews on there. So again, this is something that I've not done an amazing job of yet. I need to collect more of these. I've only got like three reviews or something and I'm still getting plenty of eyeballs on my business. Um, but some of the trainers that I work with have done a really good job of this. They've got like upwards of 15, 20 Google reviews on their profile that are all five-star. So again, Google is going to prioritize those businesses over anyone else's if they've got really good ratings and reviews. Think about how people buy things on Amazon these days. It's all based on reviews and stuff like that. That's how they're ranked and stuff. So I think that's worth paying some attention to is getting your current clients to leave reviews, getting old clients to leave reviews and just getting that profile a little bit of attention. Um, and then the, the the couple of other things that I think is worth worth drawing your attention to is that by being easier to find online, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, one thing I think that this is going to help with immensely is generating referrals. Because I think one of the problems a lot of people have is people talk about your business in a positive light and then the person that's hearing your business name for the first time has got no idea how to go and find you. And even if they went that step further and typed in your name on Google, you wouldn't appear anyway. So having an easy way for people to share your business and talk about your business is only going to help that referral process make much easier. And you know how much we bang on about referrals, something me and Paul talk about all the time. So if we can make that easier for people, that's going to be huge. And then tying into that is... I know that these never really took off in the way that we thought they would, but using QR codes in your marketing, now that you've got a business profile and a website and all of that set up, that is something I would definitely make use of. If you've got any flyers, any posters, any local ads running, 
um, any sort of like non-digital marketing, any stuff that's not online, I would include a QR code on there because people are getting used to using these again now. They sort of appeared a few years ago and then vanished and now they seem to be coming back again. But if there's a simple thing that I can scan using my phone's uh, camera and that's going to load up your website or your business profile and make it easy for me to interact with your offer that you've got on that flyer or on that poster or whatever, that's well worth doing. Go online, search QR code generator. You can generate these for free. All you have to do is pop the link that you want the person to be taken to when they scan the QR code, and then it'll give you a QR code to put onto your marketing. Dead, dead easy to do. Very easy to set up. You could set up different codes for different offers. You could then use that to track where these people are coming from, if they're coming from different places, so that you know which parts of your marketing are working. It's up to you how far you want to take these things. But once you've got these base things set up that I talked about earlier, that I spoke about earlier, those base profiles, websites, YouTube channel, email, all that sort of general stuff, it then makes it far easier to make all these other little things work that would go along nicely with this. So that's it for today. Fairly short and sharp in terms of uh, episode length today, but hopefully a lot of stuff in there that you can go away and think about and not just think about, but actually use and put into place. Like I say, it's something that I've done with my own business and something that I've set up and, and without really fully optimizing it yet, I can see that it's getting results and making my business much easier to find. It's also having those same results for the people that I help and that I mentor. Again, if you're locally based, if you've got your own private studio and you're not necessarily in a big commercial gym, this might really help you. Even if you are in a commercial gym, this might help you stand out against all the other PTs that are in there. Anything you can do to make yourself easier to find and have that sort of professional portfolio of your business alongside the sort of the more forum friendly and educational stuff that we do on social media, it's nice to have those two things working simultaneously. Okay. So make sure you give that a go. If some of that doesn't make sense or you've got any questions or you just want that little bit of extra help, please feel free to reach out. I love geeking out on this sort of stuff. This is definitely my area that I enjoy. So reach out to me on Instagram at Matt Robinson PT. You can find me there. Um, and you know if you found this episode really useful then as always make sure you leave us a bit of a review at the end share it with someone else that might also find it useful until next time take care and we'll catch you again very soon your feedback and questions help us shape the future of this show so if you enjoy the show and want it to continue, why not be part of its creation by giving us some help, support and ideas? If you've enjoyed the show so far or just this particular episode, then please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to leave us a rating and review. And as always, we want you to tune in next time. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And we will catch you again very soon in our latest Profit Podcast episode. Take care and we will see you very shortly. Oh